I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Music In My Life with me, Laura Wright. It's the show where we talk about the music we love so much, our relationship with that music and the role it plays in our life. What is it about music that taps into our emotions and why does it make us feel a certain way? This week's guest has a multi-platinum selling singer-songwriter. He's a producer. He's had a double platinum hit single, which is called With You, which we're going to talk about today. And his number one most played Canadian song on the radio in 2019 was that single as well. So he's got quite the plethora of achievements behind him already at such a young age. I also love the fact that today's guests led um, some amazing artists throughout Canada for a piece called Lean On Me, which is to do with the COVID-19 pandemic, which is still very much around us. And we try not to talk about it too much on this podcast, but this song, uh, this version and cover of Bill Withers' Lean On Me was something I watched online and thought, it's so beautiful to see a gathering of people like-minded who will want something positive and to see such a wonderful reaction from people as well support and love and all of those kind of things it really lifted my spirit so um really nice to talk about that and mention that today um tyler shaw thank you so much for joining me today on music in my life i know you're about five six hours behind so um it's quite an early start for you um so thank you for joining me and getting up early <laughs> but My you've pleasure. already been to the gym you said yeah i've already been to the gym i'm a morning person i've always i always have been um unless obviously the the night before it's with you know celebrations and all that but i generally wake up fairly early and try to just be productive as i can so and, and whereabouts are. in canada are you from um, i'm actually from vancouver but i'm living in toronto no. Okay, so I have um, I, I bet everyone says this to you. I have a friend in <laughs> one of my best <laughs> friends. <laughs> one of my best friends was living in London and then um, moved back to Vancouver quite recently. And I was talking to her about how insane the weather's been there at the moment, but also the fact that it does seem, speaking of early mornings, that um, their kind of working day over in her kind of uh, area anyway and her job is very much like a really super early start but then you f- she finishes at three o'clock which to me just sounds yep. divine it sounds amazing yeah yeah I mean I I haven't been there in probably 10 years in Vancouver I've been in Toronto for 10 years and it's, it's pretty much the same culture as well you get up early you work early and uh, finish early and then you can go to the pub or whatever and have a have a point yeah and it's and it feels like also that kind of um place in the world as well has got so much you know especially I suppose we talk about Vancouver 
um, but other places too, you've got, you know, mountainous areas, you've got the sunshine, mm-hmm. you've got snow, you've got, there's so much sort of outdoor. And I wonder, is that why maybe there's this habit of finishing early? So you've got this the rest of the day to do with what you like. I wouldn't be surprised if that was most people's mentality, especially in Vancouver, where you can snowboard in one day and go snurf, surf the ne- uh, surf the next day. Yeah. Like it's it's great. very, yeah. very versatile in yeah. outdoor activities. So, yeah. And let's so let's look, talk a little bit about the um, the release single, COVID-19 release single that I mentioned. Um, it's such an amazing thing that, that you, you did, that other artists did. But tell me about it for people who might not know. Totally. I mean, you know, we all, we've, we've all been through the pandemic. Um, and early on, I think it was um april of 2020 so we you know right in the thick of things i was having a conversation with my manager about you know what was going on and how it was impacting everyone in every single industry um and i was trying to find a way because music to me i want to inspire people i want to make sure people are in good spirits and because that's what music does for me um it enhances my feelings and i have always taken that and i've tried to do that with my music i love that so much. so i was like maybe maybe i'll try to uh i'll just cover something and put it up on instagram like i'll just bill withers had just passed away i was like lean on me great song you know great message everyone wants to hear that right now so let me just i'll just do a quick little acoustic video and we started shooting ideas back and forth and it grown this conversation grown from like let's just put up a single um acoustic video on on online to let's get as many canadian artists as we can (laughs) to actually fully cover this song and produce it and put it out there um, with all 100% of the proceeds going to COVID-19 relief. So that's exactly what we did. We started shooting off messages from on uh, direct messages online, emails, phone calls. It was the busiest three weeks <laughs> I've ever <laughs> spent on a song. I was receiving vocals, you know, putting together the vocals, putting together uh, the production with John Levine. Um, and Fifi Dobson, so the main people were myself, Fifi Dobson, John Levine, Dan Cantor, us four, uh, and my manager, Danny Reiner, us four, us five. We tackled this whole project and um, made some great relationships with it. You know, we have Justin Bieber on it, we have Brian Adams on it. Sarah McLaughlin, Michael Bublé, like some oh, you've got like you've got an insane. I mean, not only are you showcasing, you know, the amazing amount of talent that's there as well, music, but yeah. also I think when when you get kind of a little bit of steam behind an idea like that, and people get excited by it, and and also it's just about you know exactly as you said, we're all in this, and everyone around the world is going, yeah, I feel that too, and I think yeah. actually certainly in in our lifetimes, that's the first time that we've experienced this, you know, right. like everyone being affected in some way and so I think it's you know then you combine that with how emotional music can be and how Mm -hmm. it can connect people as well you know that yeah so many different backgrounds like you've got like you say so many different genres of music for those people but coming together I I think it's I love it I think it's incredible and I think I'm sure it was absolutely exhausting to do but such an amazing achievement and something that will be long-lasting as well and a legacy that's the thing like it's the outcome is just been fantastic like it's a three weeks a long three weeks a stressful three weeks but we got it done and um like you're saying it's kind of just like an everlasting thing the, every time you play the song every time you watch the video or stream the song all that uh, back-end money goes to COVID-19 release so it's, and also just a casual great. message from the from the from the prime minister at the end being like hi yeah. just to say <laughs> just put just coming yeah. in at the end here just to round things off <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that was really good generalism. Yeah. yeah. And um, you mentioned as well, um, you mentioned a few people involved with the project, but including John Levine. So let's talk about him as a producer for your um, mm. for your new music as well. Tell people a little bit about that and how that's all been going. So it's, you know, you, you obviously rec- released so much music, but it feels like this particular, this most recent album is very important to you. Absolutely. I mean, it's a self-titled album. Um, and where that kind of comes from, I'll touch on that just a, for a minute here. Um, this whole experience of writing this third album i feel like i've had different experiences through through my writing process for each album first album i'll be honest didn't know what i was doing too much i was new in the industry uh new at uh, professional writing sessions going into studios all that so it was a lot of trial and error and just kind of figuring out who i was as a person and who i was as an artist second album there was a lot of self-discovery in terms of um, a part of me um, the Asian heritage part of me that I never really got to uh, immerse myself growing up because my parents got divorced at a young age. So I kind of rediscovered this part of me or just full on discovered this part of me that I didn't know was there, taking a trip to Hong Kong with my father and just really was eye opening in that sense. Now, this third album, this whole album, I've realized like all of my ideas for this album have come, well, I'll say 95% of my the ideas from the album have come from from the subconscious and that's why i think i've uh or that's why i know I've, I've named it a self-titled album because this is literally the, the very deepest of me coming from the subconscious like that is in in a in a whole that is who you are technically is that under under all of this there's that subconscious that is working and grinding and giving you ideas left and right telling you what to do telling you what to feel all that stuff So this album has been more so just everything that's come from my subconscious, giving me ideas. I'll be walking down the street and all of a sudden I'll think of a melody. Um, I'm not like trying to think of a melody. I'll just be like, and I'll be like, oh, where did that come from? No idea. Subconscious. And do you think Um, that the pandemic has given you a bit of headspace to do that because a lot of us talk about you know of course that the negative impact like we've mentioned the emotional side of things whether you've been connected to someone or people who have lost loved ones um because of COVID-19 but do you think also that I know personally I feel like it has also given a lot of us headspace creatively and artistically perhaps not an expectation to write tons of music but to, to allow that space in the subconscious as well absolutely I think the silver lining um of this whole pandemic has been time for myself time to work on my mind and myself uh and my relationships at home so when when this whole thing went down I was supposed to be in LA and then I was supposed to go back to the UK for some more writing um going here going there and it just stopped, you know, it just hit a wall and it's just like, okay, now, well, now what do I do? So it took about a month, I'd, I'd say, for kind of a, an adjustment on my end to kind of realize like this, this is going to be life now, um, for now, you know, who knew it was going to last a year and a half or two years. But at the time you're like, okay, cool. Um, we have to adjust and kind of pivot and figure out what, what we're going to do. So, you know, I remember sitting out in the backyard one, one day and I was like, just closed my eyes and just started listening to the surrounding, you know, the wind in the trees, some birds singing, maybe someone working, you know, doing a project, cutting wood or something like that. And I just like started going down into deep, deep into my thoughts and deep into everything and just kind of and meditated in a, yeah. in a way, you know, yeah. and just spending time just relaxing. 
and it's the simplicity yeah. isn't it of life it's, and we we all get I think you know I'm someone who I had um, a daughter 18 months ago or so so literally she was three months when we went into that first lockdown I'm yeah, you know, self-employed yeah. my husband is as well and our work and our life just you know like you say just bang stopped yeah, everything cancelled yeah. and actually we were forced to just as you say, a silver lining to spend all this time as a family with my daughter. We moved yeah. house and we've moved out of London and and now being out of that sort of, I know rat race is an old sort of saying of that, but that busyness and I that intensity that, yeah. of a city. And, and actually for us, it was actually so much more about, it was just so much more than that, you know? And I think it's mm-hmm. perhaps it's something that you get when you get a little bit older and you're, you're past the sort of, I don't know. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. You got some people have no, I hear, I, head on I, young shoulders, but it's just I that's, absolutely that's yeah. grace and and, and you yeah. know we need that. I think. I absolutely understand what you're saying. I actually had a daughter, um, as well as uh, seven really? months ago. Yeah. So how old did you say? Seven months old. Oh, how's it going? Great, fantastic. Oh, congratulations! Uh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. So that as well through this whole thing has has opened up my mind and, and put a new perspective into life. So a lot of, a lot of, I'd say self growth and um, just reflection. Yeah. And it forces you to be present, I think as well, if you have, um, yep. you know, if you're, yep. if you're lucky enough to have children and you want that in your life, it even true, during the most stressful of times, you have to just be like, okay, I'm here. Nothing else exists. I don't have a yeah. choice in that, you know? And I think that's actually yeah. really quite refreshing when, um, I'm someone naturally who's like, yeah, what's the next thing? Let's go. I want to be successful. I want to do this. Always moving you know? forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We expect a lot of ourselves. And and I suppose I should, you know, ask you as well in terms of, you've already mentioned a little bit about new music, about, you know, obviously the mm-hmm. um, the COVID-19 release single. But for you, in terms of music as a narrative through your life, I presume mm-hmm. it's always been there. You know, you mentioned also your heritage. You've got Chinese, Polish, and Ukrainian. Is that right? And yes. That's, yeah. That's amazing. And you said that you sort of discovered parts of the, of yourself. So tell me a little bit about you know growing up. What the kind of music? What the musical influences were for you? I went through a whole bunch of different stages. Um, I think the earliest memory I have with music is uh, listening to Backstreet Boys in my mom's really? car. Uh, yeah that's like the earliest thing yeah and I remember like humming I didn't know the words but I was humming along and I remember my older brother in the front seat because I was sitting in the back seat he turns around and says mom he's singing and I got all embarrassed and I was like oh well no you know I'm not whatever (laughs) um so I guess that is like that's my earliest memory of music and then giant gap so I was probably like five or six and I don't remember what I would listen to um up until middle school so probably 12 years old I remember listening to bands like Tool and Metallica Rage Against the Machine um you know all those kind of like metal a little bit of grunge psychedelic stuff um I always went through the pop obviously went through the pop phase or pop punk phase Blink-182 Green Day My Chemical Romance um like all those bands and and then there was like this major shift. I might have fallen in love or something, or I don't know what it was, but I started listening to like Jack Johnson, Michael Bublé, right. Jason Mraz, Colby Calais, like all these fantastic artists, like acoustic artists. And that's kind of where things have kind of left off. Uh, or Justin Timberlake as well, big inspiration. 
Um, these are the modern ones. So Justin Timberlake, Coldplay, One Republic, um, Adele. And I think over the years, because I've listened to so many genres and have fallen into so many pockets of music, that's kind of shaped, whether I realize it or not, talk about the subconscious again, whether I realize it or not, I think it's shaped, you know, chord progressions, melody, lyricism, uh, oh, everything yeah. to do you with can, the writing. Yeah, you can absolutely hear that in your music. A hundred percent. In fact, why don't we, in, let's lead into that rather than, you know, the, it doesn't matter what order we do this in, but let's talk about your track with you. So, you know, let's, totally. let's talk about what that inspiration was behind the song and, and about all those influences coming together. But I, you know, I'm not going to tell you the history of it. It's your song. So I think you should tell me for this one. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Um, that, you know, that one is, probably was one of the easiest songs to write. Uh, I wrote it about my wife. We were dating at the time, but um, I kind of wrote of uh, a song of where, how we met and where I see our future going. And, you know, that's kind of touching on the Michael Bublé, Jason Mraz type feel, you know, the acoustic guitar intro, a um, little bit of James Arthur. It's actually co-written with, uh, with the guy, uh, Neil Ormandy, who also wrote Say You Won't Let Go by James Arthur. And um, so I wrote it, like I said, song about how I met my wife. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lyric in that song called Two Hearts on a Cold Street. That lyric is specifically talking about, uh, we met in the middle of March in a province of Quebec in Canada. And middle of March in Quebec is so cold. It, it's very cold. So really? <laughs> that, that is kind of where the two hearts in a cold street, because we met, we actually met in a, in a club, but I, after, the, after the club was shut down, we ended up spending a lot of time on the street, just chatting and, and talking. Um, so that's kind of where that lyric comes from. And then, you know, there's the lyric in the second verse, three kids in a big house. I've got one kid and a medium-sized house there. So so I'm almost there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's one for the future. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, the song itself, it came together very, very seamlessly. And um, I remember coming up with that riff there. And then we just jumped into the storytelling of it all. And it, it took an afternoon to write. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. How music sometimes just flows and other times yeah. it can feel like a real struggle. And it doesn't, I don't personally think it means that a song is better or worse. It's just some songs take a little bit more time and energy yeah. and nurturing yeah. and some are just like, whoosh, there it is, you know? Yes, yeah. yeah. So I guess that one's a, that was probably a medium one. One of my other songs called When You're Home, which I wrote in the UK um, in March of 2020. So literally right before uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Um, that one was written, I kid you not, in like 45 minutes. Really? Yeah. And that was also with a, a, a piece of James Arthur's team. Um, and it, it just, all the, all the lyrics, again, I sat down on the piano and we kind of just dictated uh, what the piano feel uh, so was. So for, for that song, do you always have an order? Do you think that then the melody comes first? Or for you, does it change around with regards to lyrics, instrumentation? Generally, I think my songs will, I always try to start with a, um, a chord progression. Okay. And then, like, if I'm given chords, I give, if I'm given, like, a piano or, or guitar or someone's playing something, I can give you 10 to 20 different melodies on that. Um, so I work best when, when there's a chord progression, and I can just kind of figure out what, where the best melody is, reverse, chorus, pre-chorus, uh, middle eight, all that stuff. 
Well, listen, uh, why don't why don't we have a listen to some of your song? But I think you should introduce it rather than me. Which one? With you? Yes, yeah. Okay. Um Hey everyone, this is Tyler Shaw and here's my song called With You. For you I travel to outer space. Take a bullet to the heart just to keep you safe. For you, anything for you. With you, the years just fade away. Like a dream in my arms, but I'm wide awake. With you, whenever I'm with you. Ain't it funny how the time flies? Now you're here as my wife. Remember how you met me. Two hearts on a Oh, that was the lyric at the end. Two hearts on a cold street. So honestly, really, really beautiful song. (laughs) And actually, do you know what's quite weird is that I so I I studied classical music and opera and that's what I mainly stick to singing but I do write music awesome. as well and I wrote a Amazing. song called With You which is about my husband about <laughs> and we weren't husband and wife then and I think it was about six or seven years ago and I was like oh with you it's a song oh yeah so there you go it's um, no way when you know oh you know I guess that's you know <laughs> that's what it is yeah exactly yeah well let's okay let's jump to something completely different now and I okay. I'm going to tub thumping chubba wamba i never knew i literally am so worried about saying that it's such a weird like song and band to say but also yeah everyone knows it as i get knocked down yeah and i also didn't realize this is from their eighth studio album as well you'd think it was like a well it is a bit of a one-hit wonder a one-off yeah yeah um but what about this song so this is a song that reminds you of good times and um is it a specific time in your life is it that the music you know tell me a little bit about this when i first heard this song it was playing uh i think it was fifa 98 on pc the the video game and i'm pretty sure that song was in it and i remember just like loving it playing the game you know after the game's done the song comes on and you're just enjoying life but i think every time this song comes on it's just it's just a beautiful time whether with your friends you know you're having a few drinks and then someone you know goes on spotify or whatever puts it on and it's just you can't help but smile and you can't help but sing the whole chorus but specifically talking about about the good times it's like i remember being a kid playing the song here or playing the the game hearing this song and it just reminds me of of simpler times and good yeah. times and not having to worry about anything and it's just that's I think that's where the, the song for me kind of makes me feel I love that let's have a little listen to some of it now I'm not going to introduce it again because it just feels such a weird <laughs> time it's I get knocked down here it comes yeah yeah <laughs> little bit as well with and she's going oh Danny boy it's yeah. like it reminds me of like Annie Lennox kind of mystical wonderful and then you have yeah. this ah get knocked down and I don't know if that's what makes the song iconic as well these kind of two complete very kind of um I don't know like McCartney bond yeah this complete contrast yeah. right yeah exactly and it's, yeah but also you're right you can't help but tap or sing along and I think also it's 
I think it's one of those songs that is used at so many events, like sporting events, because it's universal, because you can sort of shout the chorus as well. So you don't yeah. have to be able to sing very well. Um, and yeah. it's, it, I mean, it's just like, yeah, as I say, their eighth studio album. But sadly, in 2012, like they stopped, they, they broke up as a band and they'd had like right. 30 years of performing, which is, you know, it's, it's a shame because it's one of those songs that, will be I think it will be iconic for forever it is iconic, for yeah, yeah. yeah and is you know it's about the resilience of ordinary people at the end of the day which I think we can all relate mm-hmm. to as well but is it some mm-hmm. did you have it you know part of your wedding playlist or is it one that's just you know for the guys for the lads to sing <laughs> uh, yeah I think it was for the lads like yeah that's just one you play uh throw on whatever it is beer pong drinking whatever it is you know yeah. setting kind of fun yeah so it's an out loud song because people also have very different yeah. opinions on you know music that's listened to in headphones compared to out loud yeah this is an out loud one for me yeah i agree with you yeah. this is like a yeah. you know arms around your mates or socially distanced you know whatever but shouting <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i love it such a good track okay so let's talk about um Actually, we were listening to the little bit of this to check the sound was working beforehand, weren't we? Diary of Jane, Breaking Benjamin. So I didn't know this song and I really didn't expect this song choice from you, which is, I suppose, I don't know, maybe it's silly of me because we have such, people have such an eclectic taste in music, but this is so different, right? Yeah, this is what I was talking about beforehand with like the tastes of music. There's all these uh, different uh, music eras that I went through. And this was a big one for me. This is like middle school. Um, along the lines of like kind of a transition between the uh, Rage Against the Machine uh, into Blink-182. Kind of fits in that pocket. And I loved, I absolutely loved this kind of stuff. And I remember, you know, back in middle school, I had I had an emo phase. This we is all one did, of the songs. Tyler. We all yeah. did. It's fine. <laughs> this would be one of the songs I'd take the city bus to school. Uh, and in Vancouver, it rains all the time. So sometimes you forget your umbrella. Usually I did. And when it was raining, I would purposely put this song on. So I'd walk and I'd be drenched. My hair would be down, you know, like in the eyes like this. And this song would be playing. And I just didn't care. You know, just whatever. It's raining. I don't care. Like, let's go to school. and My socks are wet. Whatever. Doesn't matter. As long as I had this song on, it was okay. So that was good. Yeah. yeah, and and I think that's the thing, isn't it? There there are transitions in your life where you gain a bit of independence, and then you find out a bit more about your yourself and your personality. And and I actually yeah. think it's really important those those times in your life because you get to know a little bit more about yourself, what you're made of, you know. Yeah. Just, what were you true. into at school? Were you kind of you know were you into your sports? Were you just into your music at that point? Uh, there's a mixture of both. Obviously, I was. I was actually playing competitive soccer from a very young age. So in middle school, um, I have I was playing actually up a league um, in in football. Let's call it football because it's, that's proper. Um, and I was also doing music as a hobby. Right. Um, so that was kind of actually interesting to to say. It's like I was focused more so on my on the sport on football, and as an outlet, you know, girl troubles or you know, my mom said something to me or my brother did this, I'll, I would have that emotional outlet through the music. I see it's yeah. so interesting because so, so many people I talk to, that's how they find music. And then they realize it's like, oh my God, I'm actually really passionate about this. And, and actually yeah. I can pursue this as a career because I don't think we're told that enough that there's, 
a possibility of, of having a career within 100%. music in lots of different ways yeah yeah exactly yeah totally okay so let's have a listen to some of this and then we'll I want to talk a bit more about this song so I was really interested into about the lyrics and the story behind that as, as well so cool. let's have a listen now this is uh, Breaking Benjamin with the Diary of Jane Okay, I have a musical question for you, right? Yes. That like dun 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 dun. That's yeah. a very technical way of doing that. How do you do that? It's a it's a palm mute. So if I have a guitar here and you picture the strings, you put your palm on the strings, then you still play it. So it goes. It's kind of muted. <sighs> so that means yeah. it has that quite like stop dead kind of sound. That's a bit kind of yeah. merged together as well. Exactly. Yeah, oh, exactly. I've always wondered because I'm like, it sounds like it's a sample, but it's, you can tell it's not. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. sounds like it's yeah. an effect. And also just, yeah. I'm going to be completely honest, I, I love that kind of music. And also I think there's so many great rock bands um, that when you take the song into an acoustic setting as well, they're so good, right? Oh, yeah. They they have actually a really good song called Rain. And okay. it's basically, you know, the, the nursery rhyme, rain, rain, go away, come again another day. Yeah, it's that song, but in their way, and it's so that. it's so unique. On your own time, you should definitely check it out. It's definitely, just, and also, funny. I was gonna say, if you still like listening to that kind of music, you know, from time to time as well, because it's part of your your kind of taste and and in music in general, you should listen to a band called Fight Star, which Fight are a British rock band. Yeah, and um, they're I, they're so so good. I know one of the guys in there who was actually part of the band busted, but then he made he went out and and he wanted to kind of create this band which is a bit more rock yeah and and actually there's again some beautiful beautiful melodies in this quite rocky album yeah i'll check that out yeah definitely and 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 again like their artwork always seems to be very beautiful as well so i was i was looking obviously as i said i didn't know this song and i was reading about obviously the lyrics are really beautiful but the inspiration behind it presumably was that he was watching lots of forensic files and and like mystery programs like unsolved mysteries and there was a story about a Jane Doe that washed up on a shore yeah. and, and had no story and was just buried that we sadly hear about a lot um and and he was kind of talking about that became the inspiration that this person no one knew that person and they were buried without mm-hmm. kind of a story or a narrative in life and that's especially in music how we kind of have a narrative and create it and, and everyone will you know everyone who loves us when we're gone will remember us and it was that that is terrifying to think about that totally mm. absolutely terrifying yeah I mean that that's the that's the proper definition I think of that song for me back then uh two things I was playing the drums at the time so I would you know besides the rock uh walking in the rain put it on the headphones I'd come home and drum to that bit you know just hit it as hard as I could and then I also had a crush on a girl named Jane so. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the, yeah, there's a few different there's a few different things, but do you not think yeah. it's crazy how when you have crushes or you know you fancy someone at school, you always remember their name? I never remember their second name. Yeah, it's just like their first name. Yes, 
Yeah. I remember someone I fancy called Hugo. What a posh name. Hugo. <laughs> Hugo. <laughs> I just remember. No, just remember <laughs> I always just name. remember that one. And you kind of think as you get older, how sort of yeah. silly it all seems. But actually, when you're that age as well, your whole world is school and your whole world is, is friendship. And yeah. Whether that's love yeah. or whether that's just, you know, I think actually it is really important in your life. It's where you're, it's those formative years. And I just, Absolutely. I love that. Thank you for sharing that song. It's such a great piece of music. Awesome, awesome. Baffled, a brand new podcast bringing you some amazing facts that are complete nonsense. Imagine the likes that, that would get on Instagram, you having a quick one up a lamppost on the moon, incredible. So you basically saying the reason the dinosaurs stopped living is because they all collectively made a decision to have no more children. Oh, they're talking. I think until ten years ago, I I still shared the bathwater that my parents were in. You can find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search for Baffled Amazing Facts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Last song choice, which is John Mayer. You had two. I yeah. can tell that you are like uh, obsessed. And why? I mean, why wouldn't you be? This guy is just yeah. insanely talented. But... I've got Gravity written down here, which we'll have a listen to, but feel free to talk about all his music and why, you know, why you love him so much. I first discovered John Mayer um, in middle school again. So again, 13 years old-ish. And I couldn't stop listening. And I still can't stop listening. You know, I he's my go-to. If it's like, oh, what am I going to listen to? If I'm like trying to figure out something, I can't find a playlist that I'm happy with, I'll put on John Mayer. Specifically, his live album in the uh nokia theater in los angeles that is just phenomenal to me and uh, i remember seeing him live in toronto a few years ago and of course just like blown what is, away what is it about his voice like it's i mean he starts playing the guitar and you're like okay this guy's ridiculous and then he starts 
riffing and you're like okay he's like a soloist in terms of the guitar and then he starts singing yeah I don't know what it is about his voice it's like his voice can split into it's so unique yeah it's fantastic and I think I think that the tonality of it is what gets people uh, it has this feeling of warmth and that's what actually you know growing up I give credit to Michael Buble John Mayer and Justin Timberlake all equally for teaching me how to sing because those were the records that were always on for a long, long time. But John Mayer's right. got this like... Yeah, Michael it, Buble has a little bit of that as well. You're so right. Absolutely. I think it's, yeah, I feel like people love that that warmth, like gravity. That, uh, yeah. Okay, so it feels, like, it feels like if this is the voice for me, yeah. for those singers, it feels like theirs is like like this. Or like this, almost. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense visually, but it, it does. it's like yeah. this width to it that is so, like yeah, you say, that, width, that warmth. Yes, exactly. I'm I, like, yes, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand what you're saying. It's so, yeah, it's just, it's so unique. And it's so, when John, when John Mayer starts singing, you know it's him. Yeah. You know, you know it's him just to, just his voice. That's what it is. Yeah, that's so true. And I suppose going back to what we were talking about at the start as well in terms of how wider breadth there is in your in your heritage and your life growing up were there were there kind of were there traditional sounds that that meant that you were inspired by those things as well vocally like you know when you went and you said you traveled with your dad to find a little bit more about your Asian heritage was that Mm. did you find vocal kind of inspirations there too nothing in the to be honest nothing in the music uh oh really yeah, I, I brought nothing back into the music. It was more so just about the artwork. And I wanted people to know that, because this is going into like, you know, Asian Heritage Month stuff. But growing up, it was it was very, I was in identity limbo in a way, where I was, I was half Polish-Ukrainian, but I'll, I'll say white and uh, half Chinese. And the area I grew up in, I was very, it was very white. So I didn't really have any... Chinese friends or even half Chinese friends. I was the only half Chinese person and I don't, I don't even know how, how big of a radius. And so I always thought of myself as white and that was it. That, that was literally it. And I thought it was embarrassing to consider myself Chinese just because of, you know, little microaggressions here and there growing up and no one, no one liked Chinese food and speaking Chinese is weird and all that stuff. But now after that trip, in Hong Kong, I was like, I should be proud. I should be 100% proud of who I am. It doesn't matter what people think. Like this is this is legit who I am. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide this part of me. And once I opened up that way, I got a lot of messages from people that said they felt the same way, being in this identity limbo spot um, when they were growing up, um, and even now, like people still feeling ashamed of of who they are and where they come from. And it's this sad. Is, it's not it, even specific to... it should, sorry, I was going to say it should be celebrated. And, and actually, we do celebrate it. But it's interesting that you say as well that that feeling of wanting to know where you've come from and and what builds your identity and your character is so important. You know, it's the, yeah. it's the, the tapestry of our life. It is the narrative. So it's amazing. And, and so, like you say, it's great, actually, that you did that with your dad and you experienced that mm-hmm. and, and really kind of got to the bottom of it, but also shared it with people. Because as you say, I'm sure so many people took strength from that and, and will continue to do so. Yeah, absolutely. It goes And it goes all the way back around to what, one of the first things I was saying about inspiring 
other people and, and trying to make them comfortable and make them feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's all I want to do. That's all I want to do with, with music and with my, um, I guess with my, the power, uh, the platform. I, and I, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough to go and sing in a few different places in China. And actually it's, it's incredible as an experience to oh, go to yeah. and to just, you know, immerse yourself, even if it's for a really short period of time, but it's so mm-hmm. rich in cultural mm-hmm. heritage. It's like, wow. And, and that's yeah. why, you know, I've always, that's why I always wanted to live in London for a period of my life, because I find it, it really exciting that there's so many different types of people and so, so many different vibes in that city. But I think yeah. that's the same for anywhere in the world. And and I think, as I say, it's just, it's so lovely that you could go on that journey with your dad too. Yeah. Yeah. Really happy I went and can't wait to go back. Yeah, absolutely. You got to take your daughter as well. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, she'll love that. That's so exciting. Um, okay, so um, we haven't listened to some of Gravity. We have to listen to this man's wonderful voice. Yes. Yeah, here it comes. It's John Mayer and Gravity. To throw it all away. Whoa, whoa. Gravity is working me and gravity wants to bring me down and it makes me think as well because we I talk a lot about you know production of music now on this podcast with especially mm. with fellow musicians and how I think there's an honesty and a truth in his voice and yeah. as you say actually even though we want a live experience of music to be different and unique but also you can hear the truth in his voice in a recorded setting as well as live and do you find yeah. that hard you know to get that balance right when you're recording music to not overproduce something yeah overproduction is is uh is definitely a thing um I think now more than ever I've realized that I'm aware of it more than I ever have been um in terms of getting a proper vocal performance though that's just that's got to come from from here you know that's really got to come from there but you know ambience help getting the right setting maybe some candlelight uh some eucalyptus in the air i don't know whatever whatever whatever, whatever does makes, it, yeah yeah whatever does it so it really depends on the vibe but um you know generally i like the lights down low and just get into just get into it really just focus on the lyrics lyrics that you're singing you know, yeah, exactly. Itself. And yeah. if they if they come from here, then the truth's gonna you know come through. I think that would be the most incredible thing to be in like a fly on the wall in the studio when he's recording and to see Absolutely. kind of that process. I think would be so yeah. exciting. We could we're just we'd end up talking about him for days anyway. So we're both John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is where I at the end of the podcast I make a song suggestion for you. Um, okay. Kind of based on what we've talked about but it's hard because we haven't had that conversation but looking at your song choices I try and make a kind of a good guess um so I've gone with a male vocalist but actually there's two well there's two voices a male and female together but I know that I've noticed that a lot of your you know you're you're a singer yourself and that male vocal is quite important to you but I wanted to find like a textured layered thing that we haven't talked about um it's a bit different i also wanted to take it from a movie soundtrack because it's one of my favorite films is the um walter mitty movie and it's such a good soundtrack to listen to and it's got all of the elements we've talked about and i feel like this song has a little bit of that it's not rock but it's like got 
big anthemic ending to it, but it's also got this delicate guitar and voice to start with. So I was like, maybe it's a combination of the two. Who knows? I may have got it completely okay. wrong and completely fucked <laughs> up, but it's an Icelandic band. Um, and oh, the, cool. the track is called Dirty Paws and it's by Of Monsters and Men. And it's in this Water Mitty. It's a secret life of Water Mitty. It's such a good soundtrack anyway. You could choose any song from the movie. Um, and I just feel like this song is, is one of my favorites and I hope you enjoy it. You probably know them, but let's have a listen now and see what you think. Okay. Okay, you have to listen to the whole thing when you can as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I know I know the band for sure. Monsters of Men, I know them for sure. And then uh, on the soundtrack, there's like Jose Gonzalez. Um, I was going to suggest as well, like a Bon Iver track or something like that. I feel like it's kind of that sort of music. I feel like it's something that's really kind of right up your street. But there we go. Love what that. Yeah, love it. Love that. Yeah. That's really cool. And it's, um, it's written by two songwriters who I'm going to attempt to pronounce their names because it's important to say their names, but they are Icelandic. So it's Nana Brindis Hilmarsdottir and Ragnar Perhelsen are the songwriters. Um, nice. Anyway, I think it's, you know, different vibe. And all that's left to say is thank you so much. I wish you the best of luck thank with you. the new album as well. Are you, you know, you must be dying to get out there and perform right now. What's it, what's it like where you are in terms of doing that? Um, it's just starting to open up now. I got a show in uh, a, a, a city called Regina. Nice. Uh, in Saskatchewan. It's don't want to get that wrong, prayer. do you? No, <laughs> you don't. Um, and it's at the end of August. So that'll be my first show in uh, live show with people there in uh, over a year so very excited for that and and how how do you think that's going to feel are you because I know I did a couple of gigs last week and I genuinely was like part of me was like this is really weird to be around people but also I was like can I sing in public anymore like does it work <laughs> yeah I mean uh, I'm ready for it but it's weird because I'm already thinking about it and I'm getting nervous mm. I never usually get nervous for a show but yeah. maybe because it's been that long you know I'm like okay, like, do, will I remember what to do? Like, how do yeah. I do this? You know, all that stuff. So there's some nervousness, but I'm overall extremely excited. Well, I wish you the best of luck with it. I really hope it goes well. And you deserve Thank every you. success coming your way. It sounds like you're on an amazing journey and it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. So thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tyler.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.